0: Alright everyone, welcome in. Happy signing day to everyone. Uh, I am here with Coach El Nino of the Frankfurt of Frankfurt and Coach Gavfly of Tempe. How are you guys doing? Good. I mean, this
1: is my, my favorite day of the year, signing day. So, you know, always uh, a lot of talk about and a lot of drama that happens. So I'm looking forward to breaking it down.
2: Yeah. And I'm I'm typically on the other end of that. This is my least favorite day of the year, and once again, that holds
0: true for me, but I'm doing all right. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, we have a couple... We have a list of players that uh, ended up signing with people, and we're just going to go through them. People want to know why they signed with uh, this team. So we're going to start with Michael Bertini of Conference 6 out of Concord 6-8. He was fair scouted. Excellent, 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 fair, good. He was... Um, excellent local fair win and good impact. Uh, he was deciding between Rochester, Erie, Bangor, Panama City, and Charleston. He ended up choosing Erie. Why do you, yeah? Why do you guys think he chose Erie?
1: Yeah, th- this one is an interesting one. I, I think this one is really just a, a reflection of you know all these recruits kind of just you know they play AAU together, they know each other, and I know. Um, he, he was really close to, uh, Isaac, Isaiah Hayes as well. So I, I think that was part of it. And, uh, mm. you know, if you look at what Erie's been doing the last couple of classes, it seems like, you know, they're starting to turn that program around. So I think he really wanted to be a part of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big get for them, um, yeah, that's a big get for them. He's he's just, he's a beast. He's one of the best players. Uh, I'm not sure where you had him get fly, but I had him pretty high on my uh, on my list of uh, best players. Where'd, where'd you have him? There. So, uh,
2: yeah, I do the composite, which isn't my own stuff, and then I do my own internal. But on the composite, he was number nine. Internally, I had him number four. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think he's really talented. And I think where he went makes a lot of sense because he wanted to be... The man. Yeah. Um, part of something, something, you know, a turnaround team and he wanted to be the guy. And I think he gets that, um, with this selection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had him as the 18th recruit, but that's only based on, uh, that's almost all based on like statistics and not statistics that we could see before, uh, and, uh, anything else. I mean, this guy's, this guy's a stud. <laughs> uh, he's going to really help this Erie team. I really like what they had already with Ahmed Arnold and, uh, yeah, Fernando Williams. Like they, they, they seem like they're getting some good players, and this will only help. He slides really perfectly into that small forward position for them. Um, they should do a lot better in Conference 6. Uh, the next player is Jared Ingram from Evansville. Uh, he was fair scouted, excellent, fair, good, good, good. Uh, he did not want to stay local, so poor local, none win, but good impact. Uh, 22 points a game. He was deciding between Waterloo, Hot Springs, Kalamazoo, Topeka, Yakima, and Boise. Uh, Where did he go?
1: So he ended up signing with Waterloo, with, uh, which both excites and scares me because that is, that is a conference made of mine that uh, also broke another tie. And, and you know, I think he, he's just a guy who just wants to go out and, and just ball. And what they're building together with Waterloo – with the last two classes, is gonna do that. So I think he's gonna be very complimentary to their team. I think last year, um, you know, they had one main score but needed some more support, and I think he fits in perfectly um, right next to Bryant Hess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the best scorers, like for his position and his height, how he how he scored. That was pretty impressive, it's putting up twenty two points as a six seven. Uh, center. So I was really impressed by that o- and only 0.5 turnovers. So that's really good. Do you know what his uh, shot splits were from high school?
1: Yeah. So uh field goal percentage was 52.1% could hit the tray ball as well at 42.7 and then uh, 82 point or 42.7, three pointers, 82.7 free throws for a true shooting percentage of just under 60%. So that's pretty good. That, that's, that is scary.
0: Yeah, especially playing against bigger men uh, at the center position. Not many people are six seven, So he's got to play against some trees up there.
2: Well, I think with this team, though, he's going to get moved to the outside with the big guys they already have inside. And then he's to me, he's clearly the number two guy, which is insane for um, that recruiting class because Lucas Cruz is there as well. So he'll get an opportunity to play a little bit more on the wing, even though, like you were saying, his um, ability to score inside is looks looks sensational at six seven.
0: Yeah. All right. Next up, I mean, this guy has to be based on these class rankings. This guy has to be the best player in the class. I mean, Isaiah Moses six ten out of Dayton. Uh, you know, he's he was fair scouted. Excellent, excellent, good, poor, excellent. He wanted to stay local. He wanted to win. And so excellent local good plus win fair minus impact. He chose Ocala over Vicksburg, Clearwater, Daytona, Jackson, Starkville and Miami. And that's in, in this class came in ranked 49 one. So, you know, this might, I mean, this guy might be one of the best recruits of all time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, so he ends up signing with Ocala. Um, And Ocala is an up-and-coming program. They've only historically ever been to three NTTs, and two of them have been in the last two seasons. So um, they they finished ranked uh, 22nd last year, and I think he saw potential there, saw exactly where he could fit. They were losing some big talent. So I think he's he's looking to continue that trend upwards for this program.
2: Yeah, I have him as top five all time. Um, you know, behind guys like Zachary Pearson and Sergio Brown, those types of guys. Mm-hmm. So um, he's going to come in and make a really big impact. If there's one question mark that I had for him, it was his rebounding. We'll see how that um, looks at the next level. He was scouted as a poor and 63rd percentile for his position and height. So he he has a question mark, but yeah, he's got to be sensational. And, you know, that's that's where we had him. Um, coming into signing
0: day. So that's a huge get. Yeah, and uh, he knows, like, I mean, he wants to win, but he knows he's going to get the spotlight in Conference 10 going up against some really good teams in Clearwater and Jackson. Uh, Those are big games covered by ESPN every year. So that's really big for him. I'm really excited for this team. Uh, I, I remember back right before recruiting was due, and I was talking to David, subpar stash, the, the coach, and I was like, dude, you got to go after Moses. This guy's this guy's incredible. You just don't get many players like that that are in your conference and want to stay local. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy's the guy you should be going after him. He uh, he texted me just a few minutes ago and was like, hey, thanks for encouraging me to go after Isaiah Moses. <laughs> so when
1: he kind of is signing any better too with graduating both his big men last year. Like, this what a mm-hmm. transition, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I seen Finn really well at that uh, center spot, um, potentially, maybe power forward, but should be fun. So, next up, we're going to look at Richard Dean out of Indianapolis. Fair scouted, 6'7, small forward. Uh, good, good, excellent, fair, poor athleticism. Uh, he's Preferences were good minus local, fair win, and excellent impact. I mean, this guy was averaging twenty nine point nine points a game, so he was choosing between Shreveport, Jackson, and Augusta. Where did he end up? Shreveport. Shreveport. Okay. And uh, what? Uh, what was? What was his splits coming in? Um.
2: So he shot forty 49- nine. from the field, 44 from three-point range, 81 from free throw, 58.5 true shot percentage for almost 30 points a game.
0: That's incredible for that many points uh, per game. Why did you choose Shreveport over the other two? What do you guys think?
1: I mean, it's got impact written all over. it. While they do have a pretty spectacular sophomore class to complement this one as well, uh, the other two classes definitely leave something to be desired. And this is a program that never moved the entity. And, and I think it's his mission to get them there.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Any thoughts? Coach, can
2: Well, I think this is a, somebody um, that we may be talking a lot about four seasons from now, because he has the potential to be one of those go-to 35 points per game type of guys with some real efficiency. So, Um, He has some weaknesses in his game, and his athleticism is real questionable, but he is such a sensational scorer that he could be the impact guy of the class.
0: Hmm. Okay. Let's move on. Let's look at Joseph Souders from Mesa, 28. Fair scouted, excellent, fair, fair, excellent, excellent. Uh, Fair minus local, excellent minus win, and poor, poor plus impact. He ended up... I mean, this guy ended up choosing Aberdeen over Santa Ana, Duluth, Blacksburg, and Cambridge. And this guy this guy is incredible. He has, a, uh, he has a 64% true shooting percentage on the, those 17 points per game. This guy could be a real problem, and he's going to really help Aberdeen uh, and Coach Knaff. That might be the player they really needed to really push them over the edge.
2: Yeah, it could have been better timing because Aberdeen lost their entire front line um, starting starters, all three of them. So he's, he's going to get a chance to uh, contribute right away, and he was needed here. So it's a perfect fit. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Let's look at Michael Baker, 6'11", uh, out of Conference 12, New Orleans. He was good scouted, good plus, fair, fair plus, fair minus, good plus. He had a good local fair minus win and a none impact. Uh, He was choosing between Ocala, Baton Rouge, Starkville, New Orleans, Tuscaloosa, and Pensacola. Where did he go? Where did he end up?
1: He ends up in Pensacola with the Thunder.
0: Okay. Um, And why do you guys think he picked Pensacola. You know,
1: it's it's ironic that he he didn't really care about impact, right? Is that what, mm-hmm. uh, that what you said? Because uh, they 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 looked impact. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you wonder if it's you know he just likes the city, likes the coach. Um, this is kind of one of the bigger question marks for me. If I can't exactly narrow down exactly why he, he chose this program,
0: yeah. Um, Let's look at Brian Brewer. Uh, Brian Brewer is 6'8", 6'8", out of Orlando, power forward, fair scouted, good minus, good minus, good plus, good plus, good plus. He wanted to stay local. He wanted to win, and he wanted to make an impact. Excellent, excellent, excellent for all three of those. And he was choosing between New Orleans and Miami. Where did he end up? Miami. Miami. Okay, why do you guys think he picked Miami there? impact win? Obviously, the local washes out because they're two conference teams that compete against each other.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know we could, if you could have made a wrong pick here because New Orleans has kind of been in charge of that conference for a while. Miami was hot on their heels. Um, I mean, Miami had top 25 talent and had a horrible senior class that just graduated. So both schools fighting for that top spot. They're their only real rivals in conference. Wherever he went, that was the the team that was going to be the favorite. So Brian Brewer kind of was in the captain's seat for that pick. Um,
0: Yeah. And it may come down to the impact, honestly, because Miami's losing their 30-point-per-game point point guard, right? Uh, Or is he back? Um,
1: He's back for his senior campaign.
0: Okay, so he, he probably saw the ring on the wall that it's like, maybe I can learn under him for a year, and then there's a lot of points up for grabs after that. Potentially, we'll see. Um, okay, uh, let's keep looking. Uh, a couple more players. We got uh, Gian Giancarlo Henneman from Tacoma. Fair scouted, excellent. Fair, poor, excellent, excellent. He was good minus local, none plus win, and fair minus impact. He was choosing between Tempe, Scottsdale, uh, Yakima, Anchorage albuquerque santa fe pasadena and yuma he ended up with choosing albuquerque uh not a great class ranking what was their class ranking again 153 and 111 okay so there's obviously a little disparity there for his talent but probably not as good of a player as uh they were hoping for any thoughts on him
2: yeah, I wish he would have signed with me, even though it looks like he may be a bit of a bust. Uh, I was one of those teams after him. Um, he's listed at 237. Maybe with that class ranking, he came in a little heavier than his listing because uh, I can't imagine a 111th ranked class with somebody that, that has the actual talent that Hinneman looked like he had. So it'd be interesting to see how he does over the next
0: few years. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you guys think he'd choose the Albuquerque?
1: probably tacos <laughs> it's fair
0: yeah yeah and you know maybe you could uh maybe you could call Saul um you know <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you better call Saul yeah it's all good man uh cool let's uh let's talk about Christopher Hawkins from Odessa Six uh, A Center Fair Scouted Fair Minus Fair Plus Fair Plus Good Excellent Minus for Impact or athleticism. He was Fair Minus uh, Local Excellent Minus Win and Good Minus uh, Impact. He didn't. He didn't. He had incredible stats. Uh, just defensive and rebounding stats. Five assists a game. Three blocks. Eleven point six rebounds. He was shooting between Aberdeen, Dallas, and Yuma. Where did he end up?
1: So he ends up in Dallas, um, and, and kind of by first look, you wouldn't necessarily think it was caring about winning what did it, but Dallas did sneak into the NTT last year, and I think that was enough to prove to him that he could win there.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, let's talk about – yeah, he, he looks like an incredible player. I think he's going to really help them. He can play a lot of different positions. I'm excited to see what happens with him. Let's look at Ethan Reese out of 21 Keystone. He was uh 6'9 center. Good uh good uh scout, excellent uh scoring, fair plus, fair plus, excellent plus, rebounding, fair plus athleticism. He had fairs well, yeah, he had fairs across the board for his uh for his preferences. Fair uh fair local, fair minus win, fair plus impact. He was shooting between St. Cloud, Pontiac, Akron, Keystone, Wichita, Omaha, and Yuma. Where'd he end up? He ended up in Yuma. Okay. Why do you guys think that happened? Why Yuma?
1: Yuma actually really... Kind of surprises me as a destination just because you know, two classmates that he signed with are also big men both uh, Thomas O'Neill at 610 and Guillermo Gotti at 611. So hmm. uh, it's gonna be an interesting trio and definitely gonna be kind of jostling for some playing time, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, a couple other uh, couple other players recruits I wanted to someone mentioned, they didn't know who was actually on them, but they want to know about Ricardo McCaskill and John Sanders, two 30-point game scorers. So Sanders ended up choosing Cambridge, uh, helping out of Conference 11, and then McCaskill ended up choosing Atlantic City, staying local. Um, You know, uh, McCaskill, the 30-point – McCaskill shot 63%. Uh, true shooting percentage last year. So that's really good for him. And then uh, Sanders um, I'm not sure what he shot real quick. One second. Sanders shot 57.5% uh, true shooting percentage. So two good point guards should help both teams um, staying in that region two, region three. Is there, let's uh, talk through is there any classes you were surprised at, whether good or bad? Um, or what, did anything catch your eye?
2: Well, the, the big shocker to me was the one we've already talked about at Akala with the 49 1 split. Um, mm-hmm. That certainly caught my eye.
0: Yeah. And I just heard from uh, David, he is, I, I don't know exactly where the ratings are, but he's plus seven. So, uh, stud for sure. <laughs> yeah. Any other, any other things shock you? Good or bad. I mean, Bobby obviously gets another top five class, two seven footers. Classic. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, one of those rich, getting richer type things. Um, yeah, anything else?
1: Yeah, I definitely uh, am surprised to see some notable programs near kind of the dumpster end of these classes, mm-hmm. uh, particularly with Stillwater with the 247th ranked class, mm-hmm. Duluth. Yeah. 35 and aimed at 229. So, I mean, those are kind of historically really good programs. So really interesting to, to see them down there.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously league 30, uh, league 31 is just top to bottom. Just
1: it's no joke. A gaunt-
0: it's a gauntlet, you know, and everyone's <laughs> recruiting these players. Seems like almost every, every class is, uh, Every class is really every every t- team is really <laughs> coaching uh, actively and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm really I'm really I really like this Waterloo class. They might I know they were ranked fifth, but uh, they were a three eight class. But I think it might be one of the best classes in the league. I know, uh, Gaffy, you're really high on Lucas Cruz.
2: Yeah, that's a little surprising, that that's the number three and eight class with those two with Cruz and Ingram in there. Um, I don't know much about Hamill, but those those first two are absolute studs. So it's, it's shocking that, I mean, that's a great ranking, but it's still a little bit shocking to me that they're number three and eight. There.
0: Yeah. In conference 18, making a big push, obviously, with Waterloo there, uh, Frankfurt having the number 17 class, and they actually just... Dethrone Conference 15 is the uh, best conference uh for last year just barely with the last game they took our they they took our title so
1: that's right in there
0: <laughs> So yeah um yeah I think this is a really talented class top to bottom there's some really talented players I mean I'm not upset at my class and I know it was ranked like uh 80 or yeah 87 so it or 70 it was 71 104 but I'm not by any means, upset by it. So, I think that's something that shows the the depth of this class, and really, uh, yeah, really, what 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 League Thirty One is all about. Um, yeah. Anything Anything else catch your eye or anything like that? I I do really like Miami's class too, with Robertson, Paulie, and Brewer. That's a That's a pretty fun class for them. They're ranked seven five, I think. Miami's really they're ranked number one overall um in preseason rankings so
2: so what about the number one class um this year with uh, Carson City because i i don't know i think maybe one of those guys were in my top one hundred list mm. and they and they
0: signed the number one class yeah that's a that's a good question let's look at it Carson City the savages uh you know a one two class pretty much uh so all of them are decent players. They got some height. They must have a lot of. Uh, they must be getting a lot of pluses. I think uh, Renee Johnson's probably pretty underrated as a six-seven shooting guard. You can't really show your full um, talent at that position. But I'm, I was pretty surprised to see them number one too. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is a strange one. Brayden Laurel. Really interesting that he is part of a number one overall class with a true shooting percentage of under fifty percent playing uh the shooting guard position, but not necessarily scoring a lot or doing anything else particularly well. There there's gotta he's gotta have some of those intangibles that aren't gonna show up on that stat line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did not look like a good player at all, but, you know, more power to, yeah. if you can get the number one class, you know. Yeah. Um, and maybe that just speaks to Johnson and Rudnick a lot and how good they well, are.
2: Well, Rudnick was good scouted plus four. So, mm. um, and plus four with four minuses on there too. So, I don't – I'm not a big believer that Rudnick came in plus eight or something. It just – it couldn't have happened. So, it has to be – Johnson, who I had I had ninety-six.
0: Hmm.
2: And all of them have to be pretty good because they're number one in that first ranking. So I'm doing something wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um but yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh where did where did Yon end up? Did he end up in
2: He ended up in Philly as part of a thirty eight eighteen class? Yeah, okay. sixty one point five true shot percentage. Do yeah, he you,
0: looked Yeah. He looked pretty good. I really liked him. He was my number one over all rated player.
1: Um, yeah. That's gross. He's very good.
0: Yeah, so that'll really help Philly. They have I mean, that'll really help them. They they've been struggling for a while, but that's that's the class you need, you know, if you wanna break yeah. through. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, I really appreciate it, uh, and uh, we'll be your your ears soon with a podcast talking about the uh, preseason NTT. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we sign off? Good luck, everybody out there in those
1: scrimmages. I know. Uh, I know we'll be running some as well. So
0: yeah, for that. Great. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, We will hear from you soon.